Uh, this is Nick. Uh, you're listening to the DU Football Show, Drunkard United. Of course, up the blades and f the owls. The blades. <laughs> What's up? Not much. Hey, Sammy. Yes. Taking a break from whiskey. Yes, gin we are. Time to celebrate Hanukkah and drink your gin and tonica, baby. That's right. Uh, Going on a gin binge. Yes, we are. Ready for some gin, girl? She nods yes. That means let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bread to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is my consigulary, my confidant, Samuel Graham. Hello, Sammy, hello. how the fuck are you, brother? Doing pretty fucking good. Fired up, ready to rock. Football's coming back next week. Footy's coming back. Thank God. We don't have to hurt search for topics anymore. <laughs> It'll just be games, and we yeah. can go back to talking about the games and getting really drunk. I am pretty much out of fucking ideas, too. Oh, my God. It's been wearing thin. Today's uh, pre-show, 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 pre-show meeting was just like, so the fuck you want to talk about? Uh -huh. What do you want to talk about? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're recording Oof. at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with a podcasting, footballing friend as well. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy? Why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias. And then DUFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Um, I will say that if you follow our Instagram, make sure you follow the Facebook because uh, you will then get an invite to follow the Drunkard United FC page, which is our closed group and talk where, where we talk most of our shit. Oh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll also, at that point, have access to... Um, direct line access to us essentially uh as well as our uh through our dms on the other uh other avenues uh and then the email so um but the dufc page uh the drunkard united fc page definitely gets a, a bit more attention because it's people that we know really care well and it's all of us just talking footy like crazy and having a good time yeah that's also where we put the links for our patio time which uh sam i think we have discovered is beginning to hit its slow painful death yes um it's been about two weeks now that has been pretty painful, yeah. um, and I think it uh, started one of those uh, film or movie-esque <laughs> long, drawn-out last breaths well, uh, this past even Saturday. Even producer Mel didn't show up this week. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it one last time this Saturday at 10 o'clock Eastern time. If you're a member of the Drunkard United FC group, the link will be there. Uh, we want to hear from as many of you as humanly possible. And uh, we're just going to sit around and smoke cigars. I'm definitely, as long as it's not raining, I'm sitting outside smoking cigars. And we're going to drink whiskey and get hammered and talk a lot of shit. And 
Yeah, that'll be about, that'll be it. It'll be the last one. We might use that as a platform in the future, and we'll have to see. Yeah, maybe during games, <coughs> watch the yeah. game with us kind of thing. Yep, absolutely. Um, that oh, sort of I stuff, like that potentially, idea. yeah. Uh, especially since through these last nine games of this season, and as I imagine into the beginning of next season, um, there won't be a whole lot of watching games in bars. No, yeah. that's a terrific idea. So I'll produce you guys a watch along. <laughs> Making a note now. Yeah. Uh, with, and then with that being said, I will be watching the Derby. Guess where, Sam? In a bar. <laughs> well, yeah, that particular <laughs> pub has outdoor seating yeah, with uh, TVs outside, which is now legal. So yeah. you're lucky enough to have that happen. I would show up very early. If with with Fado closing permanently in D.C., the D.C. Toffees were in search of a new bar and uh lou city bar over in uh, columbia square off 14th is uh more than gracious enough to uh welcome us in and they're gonna have us there our first game will be the derby and i want to make sure i'm supporting our boy john and uh the rest of the dc toffees so i will be there social distance mask in hand and uh ready to uh yell and scream at the demise of my lovely club there you go. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, taking a step back from whiskey. Yeah, I, I don't even know what we have, man. These go down way too smooth. G&T time, uh, baby. <laughs> G&T time. Uh, so we've got the Wiggle Geneva, or Geneva, as Geneva, they say, right. which is a Geneva gin. Right. Um, which is a particular style of gin making. Um, this particular one, the raw product is rye, wheat, and barley, which is a little different for a gin, um, normally made from a lot of wheat. Uh, typically, this one, the predominant grain is rye, although they are distilled to a high enough proof that it is a uh, grain-neutral spirit. Of course. So you don't have get to a do lot. That. Yeah. You don't get a ton of that rye mouthfeel. Um, Lost my place. Yeah, you're all right. Uh, heavier on the juniper, sorry, <laughs> but notes of lavender and cardamom. Uh, thirty-four ninety-nine to thirty-nine ninety-nine on the shelf, and the tonic we are drinking is. Oh, the- by the way, eighty-four proof. I forgot to tell oh, you that in our proof. pre-show yep. meeting. There you go. A um, pre-pre-show meeting. Uh, our pre-show meeting is sound check, which sound check. is available yeah. on the Patreon. www.patreon.com backslash do football show. Just nice plug. Check that out. Um, fe- <laughs> uh, the fever tree. <laughs> The Fever Tree Mediterranean Tonic is uh, is what we're using um, as the tonic for this one. Uh, it makes it Mediterranean is the fact that they use rosemary and Sicilian lemon to flavor that tonic. So it uh, pairs very nicely with this particular gin, also having notes of lavender and rosemary, or uh, cardamom, I mean. Yeah. It is excellent. Well, thank you. I know how to make a good G&T, kids. And Jennifer's style that Sam's talking about was mostly the Dutch, and that's who kind of invented gin. No, that's who did invent gin. Yeah, and that's where, well, yes. Um, oh, the Dutch. There was a Dutch doctor. <coughs> and it was it was using more of a barley slash rye build to the uh, base spirit as opposed to wheat or corn, which is typically used in most, most GNSs typically today are corn for the most part. But uh, yeah, it's a lovely little, lovely little gin. And by the way, Mel and I's uproaring of laughter is an inside joke, mm-hmm. not because Sam was that terribly witty. <laughs> oh, because oh, you did it joke? purposely. You did the. Oh yeah! <laughs> right, like yeah, we loved you it. You paid me a compliment. <laughs> you you <laughs> did it, and we both lost it. It was brilliant. It was great. Uh, all right, kids. I well, um, so much fun. Oh, we've we've stalled enough already. Let's get into it. Have a good show. <laughs> now we only need ten um, minutes of content. Well, I, 
And actually, Houston, you left a topic off the list that I asked you to put on here. Okay, what was that? Uh-oh. The sound thing and how great it is. Um, we're going to talk about that a little okay, bit. That's going to be in there. Because I actually, I well, it's not often <laughs> I request topics. No. And I actually had a topic request, and I was looking at the rundown. And I'm going, huh. It's not in there. Huh. Yeah, it, it, it is. I looked at the backside. I flipped it upside down. Um, <laughs> that was going to be kind of in the beginning with the uh, very first part of it. So, but very good. What All you right. didn't well, do I'll was shine a light on it to there. read the okay. invisible ink. Oh. Nope, nope. You said you were muting yourself. Fucking mute your fucking self. Don't even just get you know, Stop being distracting. Produce me something. All right. Anywho, uh, Premier League is getting closer to a restart. So uh, teams have had scrimmages and some inner squad games. Thank God. Um, n- <laughs> Here's the biggie. No positive hits for COVID-19 this entire work week Correct. For, for the Premier League teams. And the Premier League actually, I think, has only had three from two different clubs. And those players have been asked to not participate in training or the first couple of rounds of games. Um, so they will, be, uh, they will be quarantined and hopefully able to join their clubs uh, thereafter. Yep. No news seems to be good news, um, except for Manchester City, who has news. Their news they got to go to the court of arbitration this week. Yes, uh, that started today. I don't see any updates on that yet. I did bring my iPad, uh, so I'm looking on it, and I got nothing. That's fine. We won't hear anything. What You know what's going to happen? Nothing, 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 nothing. Friday will be, oh, uh, we found nothing, and we're not going to charge them with anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the exactly. ban has been reversed, and there's no uh, no suspension. Nothing to see here. Look away. Yeah, right. Exactly. We, we think they're above ground, just like Manchester, or just like uh, PSG are. Okay, nothing to see over here. Look, the uh, Newcastle owner kills people. <laughs> yeah. Don't pay, don't, pay, don't pay any attention to the, to, to the, the law-breaking Manchester City side. Pay not attention to them. Pay attention to asshole, drunk, yeah. pasta-eating uh, right. Newcastle owner, please. The Court of Arbitration for Sport has a statement. <laughs> okay, every well, media is gathered outside. What's your... What, yeah, all of those players that took their shirts off to reveal uh, support for Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and all that. Yeah, their 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 yellow cards are rescinded. By the way, Manchester City's allowed to play. <laughs> and that, but look at what we're doing for the cause. Um. So, uh, first week appears that everything's going to be single scheduled games completely across the board. Uh, obviously, this is more for England than it is for us. We just get to be the lucky recipient recipients of that. Yes. Um. As every that meaning every single game is played as a one off. That means there will be footy on for Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yep. And every single game will be uninterrupted. On TV, on TV yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, awesome. But also, not for long. Apparently, um, the late game on Saturday, the Bournemouth uh, Palace game, somehow on gold. Mm-hmm. They have to hold something back for the people that paid for it, or else the people <coughs> that paid for it are going to be pissed. Uh, honestly, as a person who paid for it, I've watched enough games on gold this season. Put it out for everybody. I want everybody well, to see every yeah, fucking game. That's where, because we're football perverts. <laughs> right. The, the casual fan that decided I'm going to pay for gold because I'm a fucking, um, what's the <laughs> word they use for those people with the beards that only drink craft beer and have two sleeves? And hipster douchebags. Yeah. So that's because all of the fucking hipsters that decided to support Everton um, want their money's worth on gold. So they <laughs> I just want to point out, They Houston, better hold something back. You probably shouldn't insult people that want to pay for it and get extra content that we hold back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> But in this in this instance, just put it all out there. Why not put it all out there? 
Well, I, and, we, and we do, I would, do I would debate, shows, you know, that we've would, released to the public. And I would debate that those are people wanting to support this project and see it be successful. And they know that their donation helps pay for the project and makes it able for us to put it on. And we give them extra shows as a thank you. Absolutely. That 100%. And the other thing is, is with that, we also put out previews from time to time, you know, one, once every so often of what we actually talk about on those shows. If you want to hear all of them, again, it's www.patreon.com backslash football show. Just go ahead and check that out. Multiple tiers. It'd be nice of you to support us. We really fucking appreciate it. <laughs> and we could use the fucking money. One of us, <laughs> one of us lost our jobs during this bullshit. <laughs> Help us out. And it wasn't you. <laughs> Producer Mel might be carrying this household right now. <gasps> yeah. Notice we haven't been talking much about my line of work lately. <laughs> My line of work is jack shit. Um, all right. Now, the other interesting thing to note, Sam, is with the uh, the NBC uh, coverage and also with the England coverage in general, there will be, as we saw with Dortmund and uh, Bayern, there will be the use of crowd noise on the live broadcast. Not done live through the studio, but on the live broadcast. Right. Now, there's going to be a slight difference between what Germany was doing and what England was doing. Okay. In Germany, it was an actual sound producer using sound drops from that particular team. So in the case of Dortmund Bayern, it was at Dortmund. So it was Dortmund songs being sung the whole time. Right. <coughs> in this instance for the EPL, they're going to be using uh, FIFA 2020. Yep. They're yep. going to be using uh, FIFA 20 AI, um, basically. And now that is tailored to what teams are playing and what stadium they're in in the game if you've played it. So I think there might be a producer there pushing buttons. Can we call it a DJ? Yeah. Crowd noise DJ. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So um, I'm not sure what chant I was singing there, (laughs) but it just went with a generic sound Mm -hmm. that hit your beat. They, um, But yeah, so I think they're still going to be pushing the buttons. But um, but it is going to be the fa- the noise, the crowd noise that you hear on FIFA. Is it um, good? It's all right. It's is not it bad. Be as good as, is it going to sound as good as the German games? It won't sound bad. It'll be all right. Yeah, it'll all be right. fine. So what the German what, games? What what will annoy me is because FIFA's prone to do this, right? Like, I'm just going to put it simple. If they play, you'll never walk alone, being sung during the Merseyside derby while it's at fucking Goodison. I'm going to go outside and, like, kick a puppy. Like, I will be very mad. <laughs> I hear you. Um, but so I personally am not a fan of the crowd noise. It, it's not distracting. It, it doesn't take away from the game. But very rarely do we get the insight of watching and seeing these players communicate. Right. Hearing the coaching staff scream from the sidelines what they want their players to do. Hearing referees sometimes yell at people 15, 20 yards away. Um, I, again, as a football pervert, loved that shit when there was no crowd noise the first three weeks of the Bundesliga, and I didn't give a shit that I didn't understand what they were saying. Right. You know, you could figure just, it out when you would see somebody make a run. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, oh there's been a change in play. There been yeah. like, This team's been attacking down the left flank all of a sudden like crazy. That must have been because the coach told him, start working the fucking left flank. Absolutely. I'd love to see how a, I, I would love to hear a, a very cosmopolitan squad 
that doesn't include many UK players, like Arsenal, for instance, or Manchester City, I'd love to see how they communicate on the field. What language are they speaking? How many languages get thrown around? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that. You know? Avita saying Gutentag, fucking pantalones. I'd love to just whatever the fuck it, I'd love to see it. <laughs> Show title, fucking pantalones. <laughs> By the way, the first two words you used were both German. <laughs> yeah. It was hello, goodbye, fucking pants. <laughs> F and pantalones. I believe that will be the name of the show. But the, <laughs> but you see, like, I enjoyed that. I loved seeing that. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, know, you fucking, on that. You know, oh, Krakenwagen, whatever, man. Um, I, that was fantastic. I, I will say now, this is also a result of the German league as well as a whole. I mean, let's face it, it's a little dry. It's a little boring. And we're watching it because we're crack addicts and we need that fucking hit, man. Yeah, <laughs> we absolutely. need that fucking rock, man. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, so we're, 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 we're fucking fiending and we're sitting there in the corner like Tyrone Biggins going, Red Balls gives me wings. <laughs> and... And red balls or red bulls? Red balls. It was red balls. <laughs> oh, was it? Yes. Red balls gives you wings. Uh, peanut butter and crack sandwich, my favorite. <laughs> Don't you have him on a sound drop we're there, just, Mel? We're just giving her fucking show titles. It's I just know. going. We're going crazy. But anywho, let's. Um. So the I, I agree, I agree with you. I'd like I'd like to hear a little bit more of the game itself. Yeah. I found when it was with the German league, it felt kind of shallow and. And it was, I was already I not, remember. I was not personally invested in the games already as it was. So without having any crowd noise, it just felt even more awkward. And then when the crowd noise was inserted, it just felt normal. Right. You no, know? I hear you. Yeah, I was, we were eating breakfast one Sunday morning and I'm not paying attention when he's watching soccer. So I'm sitting on you know the couch playing on my island game and I had forgotten. I went, wow, there's a crowd there. And it sounded legit. And I had forgotten that stadiums weren't allowing spectators. So I right. say kudos to the German DJ engineering the sound. Now, the one, discotheque. Yeah, <laughs> one thing that I did get, I think it was during Der Klassiker, uh, which is Borussia Dortmund versus um, Bayern Munich. Um, I don't remember who it was. <laughs> I think it was at the Weststadion. Um Mm-hmm. So, which would have been Dortmund Stadium. So I think they were clean through. Maybe um, uh, uh, Hangland was, was running in. And the crowd noise didn't change. Right. And right. that guy's running in fast break all by himself. At like, their home stadium. And this artificial crowd noise was just still like yeah. murmurings of Where's the crowd. Where's the noise? There wasn't like a ga- a collective gasp or a right um, like a yeah 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 like a, a like a build up to excitement right and that threw me <laughs> off a bit. Besides that in particular, there was hissing. I didn't when, really uh, notice when it. Byron was um, mm-hmm. when Byron was stalling yeah. at the end. So so that's what I'm saying. So like I didn't. There were certain points like that, for instance, in which I noticed the crowd noise is not matching what I'm seeing. Right. Other than that, I think they did an excellent job. But there were certain points where I did take notice of it, and it did distract me a bit. A mm-hmm. couple other things. So the uh, action's going to start on Wednesday with uh, 1 o'clock. It will be Producers Mel's Villa facing the Blades. Yep, that's next Wednesday the 17th. Yep. Yep, yeah. and then after that game at about... 3.05 uh, or three, so, right? Yep, yeah. pretty much right after they finish, we go right into your game with yes. City. Now we've talked about a little bit the um, the idea of uh, NBC Gold maybe missing an opportunity here. 
Uh, one thing they are doing that's pretty interesting, uh, I'd like to see what they do on Wednesday with the programming and if they put your game on regular NBC. But Sunday, 2.30 in the afternoon, the Merseyside Derby will be on NBC. That's probably, I mean, that's probably the oh, yeah. latest in the afternoon. Uh, the network. For, uh, the network. Not, not NBC Sports, but the fucking mothership. National TV available to anybody who owns a TV and wants to watch it. Yeah. Fucking free. That's that's pretty big. The latest on a Sunday, definitely, because NBC is isn't is no, it's Fox and CBS is the NFL in it. Yeah. Um, which doesn't matter because it's fucking June. But um normally you don't get those <laughs> afternoon games anyway for that reason. Right. Then you have the Saturday late game. Is uh, always on NBCSN oh, the, because the of latest, college football. The latest they do is that twelve thirty game, right? The, so that's the latest the, the, it's ever been. The two thirty game is normally on and back on NBCSN, absolutely, or even, or even CNBC. Yeah, because of college football, NASCAR, those sorts of things. Right. So very um, interesting. This is a, this is a big opportunity for that's a huge deal for for soccer to get some casual fans into the game and and un, un, unfortunate for me but fortunate for everybody else that it will be the Merseyside Derby cuz that is one you can pump the fuck out of yeah. here's the team that's about to win the title that hasn't won it in 30 years against their major rivals these guys have fought back and forth and look back to the 80s where they were back and forth winning titles every other season against each other and that i mean there's there's a lot you NBC plays their cards right they could do this real fucking well for people I got to say, I think the odds are more in your favor than you're thinking about because if Liverpool is the story and this, hey, this great team and they've been struck by the COVID and blah, blah, blah. Of course now they're going to lose because y'all have played the villains in that. I'd fucking love it if that happened, <laughs> The way 2020 has been going, it's been snatching <laughs> victories away. So I think the odds are actually in your favor, Houston. Now, let me tell you, I've actually really enjoyed the first three years of this year. <laughs> it's like a second sink in, but very well said, Sam. I like that. Very deadpan too. Thank you. I uh, I made a lot of money the last couple of months. So <laughs> to be fair, yes, yes, you have. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a boat. When when, when <laughs> okay, you, yeah, yeah. The somebody that hasn't been working, been laying off government money. That someone who has been working, been getting fucking paid. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, next time the shit hits in the fall, we'll be able to just cruise about six miles right off the coastline and live on fish for about two months. Cheetos. <laughs> 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 in my throat right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, in my throat. The, the one thing I do disagree with having the Merseyside Derby. This showpiece game that day um, is Liverpool will win the title there, which is <laughs> annoying for you. No, they won't because you're I not going to beat yeah. City. I get we might. I you're not going to be two, City. three weeks worth of um, let making fun of you for that at least. Right. And then um, the other piece of that is you all have the biggest opportunity to capture a fan base in this country. <laughs> Oh, of course, and with the amount like, of Americans that have been paid for us. And like usual, you're going to fucking blow it. Oh, yeah, we will. Oh, yeah, we will. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's face it. They just made Tim Howard the American ambassador to Everton uh -huh. this year. It took long enough. Well, he was, still, he was still playing, though. Still, you can't you, you can't figure like you had Joe Max Moore, you had Precky, right. you had fucking Landon, Landon Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> you, you couldn't manage. Well, I think, to, I think part of the problem with something. Landon, I think part of the problem with Landon is he was only ever there on loan. They never bought him. Yeah, outright. Everton a month ago, a month ago, Sam has finally affiliated itself with two youth organizations in the United States. A well, month yeah, ago, a little late to the party. 
Fucking and when hell. nobody's playing football. Oh, I just, you got to be fucking dry humping me. But um, you just. <laughs> never heard that saying before. <laughs> I've never heard that come out of his mouth before. It's, well, you know. What is that, like toying with your emotions? Is that what that's supposed to be? Pretty much. That's a new one. <laughs> Pretty much. Mark it here. That, that phrase was invented on June 8th. <laughs> this will be a date that goes down in history for sure. That conversation could have kept going, but no. That was a perfect stopping point. <laughs> perfect fucking stopping point. Uh, June 15th is scheduled to be the start of the transfer window in Europe, and uh, the silly season is already upon us, Sammy. Uh, this is going to be an interesting summer of transfer because you have some leagues that are already done playing, so they're already doing business. You have others that are going to finish before others, a la Germany is going to finish before the English Premier League. Yep. So, I mean, you really can't, like, go, oh, we're going to bump it back to, you know, June the 30th and then make it open. You you can't. Well, it's just kind of open. As we've been talking uh, or going to talk about soon with Chelsea and some of the moves that they've made, a lot of teams do this, yeah. is um, they'll secure deals in principle and have, like, pre-contract stuff, right? In right, place. So, so the paperwork's Pro- out of the, the way. Well, essentially. Yeah. So everything's all but ratified, but the two teams have a contract between one another to do this business once the market opens. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yep, got it. Um, but anyway, the FA is actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, Leeds, good. Lead story on Sky Sports. FA is in talks to move the transfer window uh, to August until October. All right. Problem already. The UEFA Champions League. And Europa League are due to play in either Lisbon or Frankfurt through the month of August. Yes. To come to their conclusion for the season. Right. A la World Cup style. So how in the fuck are you able to transfer a player while they're stuck in a camp in the middle of Lisbon? Right. Because they can't leave. Because if they leave, they got to fucking quarantine. Yep. And as a player, what do you then allow them, the... Um, the agent to be the person that signs the contract if or he has to the agent then has to take the contract to the player like how well, does that I, fucking work if i was if i was chelsea and somebody say for instance this is not a rumor mm-hmm. somebody was eyeing up a move for pulisic and they decided they were going to tap him up while he was at the camp he becomes <laughs> distracted plays like shit they uh tie 3-3 on aggregate with bayern munich from their second leg right right they decide then to uh, go to penalties. Pulisic's the fifth taker and misses it. Does Chelsea have a case to sue Manchester City? For or stealing, for, yeah, yeah, turning for un- his head. Yeah, for turning his head and unsettling him just before he's, he's due to, to play? How, how is that going to work? I mean, I, obviously, I, that's right. a very extreme case. Right, right. But I, I would say in the instance like that, I don't think that you can ultimately do anything because then you open up the case of when a player wants to force a move and they play like dog shit while they're with the club till they get their move, a la Julian Lescott, you know, giving up, being the part of giving up seven goals in uh, the Everton's opener to Arsenal on that 7-1 to defeat that you and I watched together. Oh, I remember that day. And Julian Lescott was playing in the middle because he wanted to move to Manchester City. What and he played like And he played like dog shit. What so you could So you could then... Are you still talking? Stop touching yourself. Sorry. Stop, stop touching nil. yourself. 
No, it was 7-1. We scored one. Oh, sorry. Saha scored right at the end. So much better. Saha scored one right at the end, and I jumped around and screamed like a little schoolgirl because it was the only moment of pleasure and joy I had the entire day. Yep, and then I laid my dick back on the table. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was... It was that was... Boys, I'm still here. <laughs> so, boys and girls, that was the... Um, that was the first game of the first season that Mr. Houston was all in on Everton. So that was the opener. That was my, well, I had seen the game where we lost to Chelsea two to one in the uh, FA cup final. But uh, as we're passing over all the goodies to Sam to make himself another gin and tonica. I told you this stuff goes down too easily. Yep. Look at that. All the happy, happy, happy. Um, so, yeah, I had watched the FA Cup final, but then the next game, we got another line there for you too, Sammy. Uh, the Thank FA Cup final found that uh, that was the first game I watched, and then the next game I watched ended up being uh, lovely old, as I keep hitting the computer here, Mel's computer, ended up being uh, lovely old Arsenal kicking the ever-loving shit out of us in our very first game. I appreciate your professionalism with that whole past the gin and the tonic and yeah, the keep whole talking. back and eh, forth. It was still a little choppy. I could have been better. Still. Not bad. Uh, not it was bad. better than I thought you'd do, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> me too. I, I had the bar set very low for that transition. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, uh, Sam, look me right in the eyes. I'd like you to know this. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Producer Mel, look me right in the eyes. Hit the mute button and then go fuck yourself. <laughs> um. Speaking of Chelsea, uh, they are already up and running. Um, they have already signed one. They are tied to a couple of others. Uh, they just signed uh, Zayic from um, from the Moroccan uh, attacking midfielder from Ajax, which, which again, you're able to do business because the Dutch league had already uh, closed up shop. Yep. And then they are now tied with um, Timo Werner from uh, Red Bull, which is kind of interesting because normally a high-scoring uh, striker in Germany – Typically ends up at fucking uh, Bayern, Bayern not, Munich, not yeah. someplace else. And that was also a major target, supposedly, for Liverpool. So that's a big kick in the pants. So they really, I don't know if it's a kick in the pants. I think Liverpool were the ones that backed out. The, the article I read uh, on Sky said that Liverpool basically um, balked at the asking price because <laughs> Leipzig wanted the full buyout clause, which, right, which was like 49. 54 and a half, I think, right. million. Well, they're not going to get a transfer fee. So, yeah, you want the whole fucking buyout clause. Well, absolutely. So, that, well, that is the transfer fee, is that, right. that buyout. So, I think um, Liverpool said they don't want to sell any of the front three. Right. So, that's a lot of money to spend on somebody coming off the bench. And especially considering you just brought over the um, Kore- was Korean or Japanese player from uh, Dortmund? Uh, Moto. Yeah, you're talking about the yeah. the young ja- I think he's Japanese, Japanese yeah. the young Japanese kid. Yeah, so you have him too. Like, all right, well, where the fuck is he? Where's Werner right. supposed to play then? Yeah. So, but then you have um, also you have Allison, Van Dyke, and Mosala all who, looking for extensions on contracts. You, right. You need to sign to extensions, which is going to fall into FFP and all those sorts of things, right? Because the, it goes against your wages, obviously. Um, and with them performing, uh, as they have this season and last season, they're going to be looking for quite the large pay rise. And and, <laughs> and deservedly so. And if you, I'm not, yeah, yeah no, if, for sure. If, particularly in the case of, like, Allison and Van Dyke, I think in the case of Salah, you've, you've had great strikers walk through your door before. You'll have great strikers walk through your door again. Right. You know, so, but, but if there's a priority, your team's fortune changed because you signed Van Dyke. Like, he changed your team's fortunes. And then the next season, 
your one coughing, your one <clears throat> slip up cough was keeper. And then you fix that with Allison. Right. So you win this title. It is on the back of those two moves. Absolutely. You better fucking pay them. No, right. You better fucking pay so, them, and you better fucking pay them well. I think they thought they were going to use Jurgen Klopp's connections as being German, <coughs> having been there for very long, right. uh, managed two clubs in Germany, to uh, in the top flight, at least. Right. Being able to kind of persuade the Leipzig ownership to sell cheaper. Or maybe work out a payment plan that wouldn't be so painful. Right. And that's their prized asset. And they said no. Yeah. So yeah. Liverpool was just caught with the pants down, basically. Um, <laughs> that swoop in Chelsea. Uh, and apparently, what I read today, they everything's done. Yeah. They're just done. waiting for the transfer window to open. Yeah. It's, it's fucking done. It's finished. Yeah. And then you think about that. They already had a young, talented team with the likes of Mount and Abraham and Pulisic. And now you're adding... And Timo Werner can yeah. play in multiple positions he up front. He can play all over so the place. So you've got hudson Adoy, uh-huh. Christian Pulisic, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, yep. right? You maybe are able to hold on to one of William or Pedro. One of them's definitely leaving. I think they're both the gone. The other one's probably leaving. I think they're both gone. I think I think William wants William very much wants to go play in Spain. He's very no, much yeah, in it at that. And I right. think somebody like Barcelona will still give him a good payday. Yeah. And he'll play a role for them. You know? Right. But then you have now Zayich. So they have a very scary front five or six players that can pretty much rotate <laughs> in and out. And keep suddenly, everyone fresh. Suddenly, Ross Barkley to uh, Newcastle doesn't seem all doesn't that seem impossible. So, doesn't <laughs> seem like a bad transfer, though. Now, now what's <laughs> so funny in that situation is we're looking at that with Chelsea is we were kind of surprised that they didn't spend any money over the winter because they were finally allowed to. This has ended up benefiting them. Yeah. Having been put on restriction, they just have bags of money. They're one of the no, few clubs that has money. That nobody else has. Yeah. And with the way they've moved on some experienced high earners that were underperforming at the club and now using mostly kids that are probably on lower wages anyway than they would have been prior to this season's performance, I think they're, they saved a boatload of money the way that they operated and given their ban. Um, Liverpool, you're going to have your fucking hands full next season. I think so. Do, do, do like- and if not next season, the season <laughs> after. City and Liverpool need to watch out. Sadly Whoa. to say, sadly to say, and and Chelsea also apparently hasn't even blinked an eye at the fact that they're considering going after uh, Ben Chilwell from uh, Leicester, and right. and Leicester's gone sure sixty million, and and Chelsea's gone okay, yeah, I ain't got so, a problem with that. Um, Manchester City is also interested in Ben Chilwell, which means the price tag is going to go up. Which also means I think because Ben Chilwell still has a couple years left on his contract, <laughs> yeah, three to be I, precise. Yeah, I think. Um, I think he's prepared to move on, and his agent is starting to circulate rumors. Oh, yeah. Now, I think Chelsea's genuinely interested. Yeah, but right, like, well, why does, I, two why days does, ago, I didn't hear about City. All of a sudden, City's involved. Why does Chilwell need to leave? He's going back to Champions League. Right. Because remember, yeah. he's already won a Premier League title well, with he, Leicester. He needs to leave. He's been in the Champions League, and he's getting ready to go to another Champions League. Yeah, but League. he needs to leave for a realistic chance of winning it. 
Oh God, yeah, is of course, the thing. of course. And Liver, uh, uh, Lester, I'm sorry, is in a fantastic position because they don't have to sell. He's got <laughs> so long on his contract, they can still get sixty million for him next season. Yeah, if they wanted to, they could just say fuck I, you and hold on to him. Be surprised they end up getting seventy five or he, eighty million. He's for only twenty three, yeah, maybe twenty four. They're gonna get a fuck ton for him. Absolutely. And then and then they'll do exactly what they did with the McGuire money, and they'll buy the right pieces. Yeah, they'll just bring, like, like uh, Soyuncu. Uh, yeah. Who stepped in has been pretty fantastic. He had a couple of gaps, uh, but he was still settling in. Other than that, he's been he's phenomenal this season. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty it's pretty incredible. Now, um, uh, I was going to talk about Manu, but it's still it's the same two people they they've been talking about for a while now. It's Grealish and it's Sancho that they've been talking about. It's so the interesting part sorry, about what? that. I'm sorry. What what? Uh, what? Grealish, hi, Grealish, I just and Sancho. Heard, uh, I, uh, yeah, hi. Paying attention now. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> don't get used to him staying, honey. Hit the mute button. Go so, ahead. <laughs> so the um the the thing I did hear about Grealish is dependent upon Premier League survival. Uh, the article headline said, "Do if Aston Villa survive, do Manchester United have the stones to drop eighty million pound? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do they have the stomach for it?" And after the money they've spent on Harry Maguire, on Juan Basaka, on Bruno Fernandes, on yeah. you know Paul Pogba a couple of years ago, but they're still paying that off. Those sorts of things. Do they have the money? Do they have the the stones to drop another eighty million pounds? Or do you drop twenty million on a young and talented kid, a la James, that you got from the championship that was playing for Swans? Or do you go for free and sign Matty Longstaff? Oh yeah, because if you recall go. correctly, Mike Ashley did not is like he did the pulled the car salesman. Yeah. Maddie Longstaff was like, "I want twenty five million, or maybe it was Sean, one of the two brothers. I want twenty five or twenty five thousand a week." Maddie. It's, it's Maddie. It's Maddie. I want twenty five thousand a week. Mike Ashley's. What do you mean you want twenty? I can't believe you're asking for fifteen. <laughs> and it, Matt was like, "Wait, wait, oh, what happened? What, what what's going on here?" Yep. And um. It, so they're not offering him a new contract. He is out of contract at the end of the season. Gonna and walk. they're letting him walk away. One of the first homegrown players that fucking club has produced in forever. Which so is a two-for-one. You can guarantee then his brother's going to go, fuck off, I want to get sold to. Right. So if you, if you then turn around and you're looking at these players <laughs> for, for X amount of dollars or what have you, do you turn around and say, you know what? Bruno can probably play the outside or Fred could probably do a job. Yeah. Out there. Why don't we just go ahead and bring in Maddie, let him play in the middle, and push one of them wide. Yeah. We're set. Yeah. It's don't true. have to worry about it. True. And we got him for completely free. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I there's I don't know what their books look like, to be honest with you, to you know, to a T. I don't know if they're they're coming under um financial fair play questions or anything. I just know that they've spent a lot of fucking money. And got very little return for it right. in the last few seasons. So yeah. I don't know what they're really going to have to spend, um, Manchester United. And uh, that may be a viable option, especially if they're trying to lower the age of their midfield. All right. So uh, quickly, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about what's going on with your boys, and I'll talk a little bit about what's going on with my boys. So kind of um, a couple of interesting things. Apparently, we have entered the fray uh, of signing Philip Coutinho to move on Mesut Really? Yeah, because apparently he's played his last game for Bayern Munich, and they're not going to keep him for the second season of his loan deal. Okay. <laughs> uh, the other story I read before this a few weeks ago, uh, also on Sky, was that Arsenal 
are prepared to axe up to 10 players, uh, moving them on or just letting them go. And with um, a team that's not got a lot of money to spend, quote unquote, Mr. Kroenke, who wants to, you know, build a new box at fucking uh, the L.A. Rams stadium or change their uniforms and make them look like shit. They uh, look like <laughs> Ikea salesmen, don't they? They look really bad. They're terrible. But but so if you're going to cut 10 players, well, then who the hell's going to fill up the fucking roster? Right. You then have to turn around and fill those places. Yeah. That's the the part. I mean, there's there's some loanees out there that you can bring back. Obviously, the kid at Saint Etienne is probably going to be seeing significant time as a as a you know central defenseman for that team next season. You have right. to imagine. And so the the other question is is are you able to bring in enough players um, on that? Are you able to move on Mezzodozo for enough money to reinvest in the squad? Blah 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 <laughs> blah. If that's what you want to do, are you going to sell Pierre Emerick because he's the most valuable player that we have? Do you try to work Ozil back to Germany? Right. Do you think maybe Bayern might want to take a flyer on him? Nope. I don't. <coughs> Not one bit. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. They are a fucking machine. They don't have time for a, That's a, true. They don't have time for his fucking no. petty emotions Not and all, all that kind of shit. Yeah. They, no. They, you can't be missing games because your back hurts because you sat in your gamer chair all night playing Fortnite and making a million dollars on Twitch. Right. You twat. Yep. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about him. He's a twat. The um, so that's the the most interesting news I found is is potentially getting Coutinho. <coughs> Although they did say the stumbling block was was Coutinho's wages. Oh yeah, how are you? But Mesut is on three hundred fifty grand a week. I mean, uh, if, if only if only you had a stadium that was a hundred percent paid for and you didn't have that hanging over your head. I mean, oh that's right, you don't. Yeah, but have we also a are missing bill. out on three million pound a week right. at the moment. Are going to miss out on three million pound a week right. in match day revenue, yeah. as is everybody else. But we're the finances just aren't there, <laughs> and with the risk now a very real risk of not finishing in the European places. Yeah, that is a real deal. Risk. No Europa League, no Champions League. Where's the fucking money coming from? Right, right. That's the biggest question now. Yeah. Then suddenly um, you're one of us. Okay, I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. One of us. One of <laughs> us. I, w- I wouldn't go that far. Or do you sell some of your high your highest highest rated assets like Pierre Mkabamiang? Do you try to move on? Oh, so you know he's gone. I'm telling you, Sammy. Sorry, he's gone. No, yeah, but do, do you try to do some of those yeah. things just to get money into the yeah. bank? If you're not in Champions League ball, he's gone. No, absolutely, he's gonna want to play Champions League ball. I'm with you. Yeah, but what, do we even even <clears throat> if we're in the Champions League, are we resigned to losing him anyway just to fill the coffers? Because the true. Champions League money. Isn't right now. Right. And they right. need the money now. Right. You have a good forward in Lacazette. Uh, Pepe started to seemingly find his feet. Mm-hmm. Eddie and Ketia came back from loan. Yeah, seems to be doing well. Yeah, bagged a hat trick against Charlton. Yeah. So do you just bank on the kids slash Lacazette or do you risk losing Pierre for free next summer? You're burying the lead. Stop Stop talking about him scoring a hat trick against a uh, championship side that's about to go back down to League One. C- Settle City, down, killer. All I'm saying is City better be scared. Because all we know, because what we know of Charlton Athletic is that they're the team that beat um, Sunderland and Sunderland till I die to keep them down <laughs> from going yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I didn't find any other crazy transfer rumors for us or anybody else, really. Um, cool. What, is you, what do you have going uh, on? So a few things going on for Everton. First off... Um, JPEG, Mr. Gababin, came back to training fully fit and fucked up his Achilles and is now out for eight months. 
So the signing that will never play for us. Money well spent. Yeah, so well spent, um, which will lead me to a potential rumor. Uh, the other thing that also happened is one Mr. Yuri Mina also hurt himself and is out for the remainder of this season. So we now have precisely two center backs for the rest of the season. Nice. Holgate and Keane. Please, for the love of Christ, do not get hurt. I do not need Seamus Coleman to be the third fucking center back. I don't need... I, I love... I know... I, you love the Irishman. You love the captain. He'll fucking put in a shift. He'll do the best he fucking can. He ain't meant to be in the middle of all them giants. He's a little Irish boy. Correct. <laughs> He's not meant to be there. Yeah, no, um, he is not. In in the... You f- might have to switch to a three-back system. Yeah. Like Chelsea did with Aspilicueta. Yeah. Yeah, where he was one of the center backs, just one of the outside center backs, where he was that is not I, asked to do a lot of the aerial. I things. would not be surprised if that's because ex- we have done that before, yeah. where we where we did Sidibe and uh, Digne up on those sides, and then went with a three back system. It was Mina Coleman and uh, Holgate. Uh, that would not surprise me one bit to see that happen. Right. You know. Now, um, uh, on a on a happy note, and then I'll talk about the rumor note. On a happy note, one Mr. Leighton Baines has been extended a contract for the following for the next season. They're going to give him a priority parking for being a senior citizen. Um, you know what, <laughs> <laughs> Sam? You and I both saw that goal in the League Cup. That boy still got a little bit of a little gas in that tank. You got to show up in your kit now, so at least he doesn't <laughs> have to sit down in the dressing room. And but. and and you know what, and and Sam, I think you if you had uh, a player similar on your side. You'd be happy as hell, and you would say, give that man a contract every fucking year until he doesn't want to play anymore. We don't do that anymore. We let their contracts run down, we move them on for free, and then we spend money on bullshit. And then they talk shit about you when they go back to France. (laughs) That's our job now. (laughs) But it's just a good feel-good story, because let's face it, also, in the few games that he's had to play when when Luca Digne's been down, he's been good. He's been very good. And he's the perfect kind of guy you want in that locker room. He's the perfect guy you want on that training ground. He is the epitome of what being an Evertonian is. Absolutely, and is. and I, arguably, I'm not and, trying to disrespect. Oh, no, 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 of him. course. Yeah. And and arguably, I know a lot of people will put Ashley Cole up there because Ashley Cole has won titles. But arguably, the best left back in the history of the Premier League. He's he's right up there. Because because I will tell you this. Okay, no, no, no. I will tell you this. Cole has all the titles, all the other stats, goals, assists, tackles. All Leighton Baines. Listen, I'm not even worried about Cashley Cole. He betrayed us also. Right. Fuck him. I think you're very much disrespecting Wayne Bridge. Okay. No, no. Well. Who, once John Terry stole his wife, I was, I it, was, was very, say, it was very easy for him to focus on football. And he well, became gonna, a, a quality left back. I was going to say, after that, he stopped <laughs> focusing on football and ran home and cried. <laughs> um, and then on uh, the rumor mill, funny. the rumor mill for JPEG here is apparently after one season of playing every single game and doing absolutely everything you wanted him to, um, PSG apparently doesn't want uh, Adrisa Gay. Yeah. And I, they you wanna, told me this in the pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-show meeting. A guy who all he has done is exactly what they needed because they needed a holding midfielder to settle that team down and to secure the defense. And he's done it, and he's been phenomenal. And for every account... Everyone has said it. he's been fucking amazing. And, well, it's not sexy enough. PSG needs to be sexy. You know, the home of yeah. the former home of Zlatan must be sexy. <laughs> so they want to sell him. I think and, it's Zlatan's fault. He and, called up and said, I played here. It needs to be sexy now. Yeah, no, <laughs> he must go. Um, but 
they want to sell him back, and the asking price is 7.5. And there's two wow. teams apparently interested, and one of them, of course, is Everton. For me, as an Everton fan, yes, sign him back again tomorrow because he's got three years on a deal. We sold him for $30 million, and we're about to get him back for 7.5 after one season. And we have a need for defensive midfielder, considering the main defensive midfielder we bought is injured, and we desperately want to get rid of Schneiderlin, we desperately want to get rid of Gilfie. Like, bring him back tomorrow, please. Oh, my God, please let this be a rumor that's true. And then the other fun part is every single player uh, that has ever played for Carlo Ancelotti has been linked to Everton so far in three weeks' time. Of course. All of them. Uh, I do think uh, one thing's funny that that um, uh, we we listen to a lot of shows. Obviously, the two of us uh, we talk about it all the time. We listen to a lot of podcasts. One of the funniest things I heard as Serge Gnabry ripped apart uh, one of uh, Bayern uh, Bayern Munich's uh, opponents this past weekend. I can't remember who they played now. For some reason, anyway, um, as he ripped apart that team, uh, one of uh, somebody asked someone else on the show. Um, would you all? How'd you feel about getting five million for him? He said, "What'd you do with the five million <coughs> you you got right. for him?" Is a better question. It just gave it to Mezzanozel. What, <laughs> what we did with it. I just I forgot that quote. That's, <laughs> that's, exactly. that's, that's pretty funny. You should probably mention that. <laughs> pretty great. So, uh, Mel, what's going on with uh, Villa? <sighs> Fuck you, Houston. Uh-huh. You're just needling me. You know we're just trying to stay up. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Sammy, let's kind of fly through this. Uh, how'd you do on your bet? I lost because uh, RV Leipzig got a red card in the first half and was unable to score multiple goals against um, whoever they played. Got the it. people going down. Cool. Uh, <laughs> do you remember know, the name. know what your bet's going to be? Oh, I know what my bet's going to be. Uh, and my as bet, soon as he finishes Googling it. No, my bet's kind of the reason that we're not going to be able to fly through this. <laughs> uh, okay, well then, let me let me go ahead and uh, knock out our other two real quick. And by the way, Sam, right after that, we have to do production on the fly because remember, we're not talking about DU football, DU football right now because they're not playing football right now. We're talking about our Belarusian team. So you got to find out how they did this weekend because I didn't look it up. Yep, we got so to do that on the fly too. Admin on that one. With that being said. And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Primetime Bundesliga Saka. Um, I would say, when I, I'm going to read this out, I think he might have gotten his numbers wrong because it seems like, I just can't imagine this would be a negative number. So for Saturday's primetime game, we've got uh, Bayern Munich playing uh, Muchen Gladbach. Gladbach has won three of the last five against Bayern. That's interesting because most teams don't carry that kind of stat against Bayern Munich. So I'm going to take the 1.5 goals for Gladbach at minus 120. Normal bet, risk 120 to win 100. You guys have a good one. And I guess next time, next week, it's Premier League is back on. I can't wait. The only thing that seems odd there, I cannot believe Gladbach to win by a goal and a half is a minus 120. That's got to be, it, it can't be a negative number. Right. Because Bayern has to be favored no matter what. Yeah, even course. even with that run. So I think he might be wrong on his numbers there, but well, I'm going to let him run with that. Right. Well, you got to do what you got to do. All right. You figure out your bet yet, Sam? Uh, yeah, I've got it. But I wanted to um, toss in a, a seventh piece of the parlay. 
while it didn't count, uh, of course. <laughs> you are only justifying Taylor's email. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. That's the last thing we need is Taylor empowered. <laughs> All right, so we won't know the end of this until later on. All right. Um, we'll have to follow up later about it. Uh, the rest of the shit happens in, in a week. Where's the... T- oh, it won't let me bet that. <laughs> All right, should I go ahead and go to Taylor's while you're still taking care of yourself there? Kill no, it. so my, it's plus 1776, actually, as we build up to July 4th. <laughs> oh, very cool. Uh, <laughs> but this week, I am going with... Uh, the Spanish League is back. So FC Barcelona to win over four and a half goals scored against Mallorca. That's going to okay. happen. Away. Probably going to happen. Yeah. Uh, RB Leipzig to win over Hoffenheim. Borussia Dortmund to win over Fortuna Dusseldorf. And Bayern Munich to win over Borussia Mönchengladbach. And there to be three and a half goals or over in that game. Uh, that's a total of 1776. A six-piece <laughs> parlay spanning three different con- uh, two countries. You're just really excited. You just wanted it to be 1776, didn't you? No, it just doesn't done count, so fuck it. <laughs> Why not do something stupid? In the buildup, because you know I'll hit this, and then I'll turn around next week and be like, the prem's back, the prem's back. Ten-part parlay. And, and take your two grand into five grand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Big Sam's Proxy. Taylor's Luck of the Week. I'm going to hide the title because he says it in the email. And this is very important. Hey, guys, I'm not going to tell you how my sure thing went last week. Let me just say Hofferheim had a player sent off in the ninth minute. I'll let you draw your own conclusion from there and let you know that Big Sam's proxy needs to make up a little bit of ground this week. However, I find comfort in remembering the words that Graham used to say before picking a 14-team parlay that would further deplete his kid slash kids college fund slash funds. Scared money don't make money. That's right. (laughs) I know, bitch. (laughs) Therefore, I'm back to a multi-team parlay to get me just north of break-even. I'm rolling the dice on Hertha to beat uh, Frankfurt at home on Sunday. Leverkusen getting the away win against Schalke on Sunday. That's a good bet. Yeah, because Schalke's awful right now. 100 makes you 209. And remember, you remember that time, that time when I hit a bet? Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) Thanks again, guys. Taylor. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did Sam get the reference? I mean, he hasn't won a bet in a while. I got that reference. You're not getting the reference. Okay, what's the reference? Chris Farley, Saturday Night Live. He uh, would do interviews. Want, he we, would do interviews with people with like Paul McCartney and be like, "Yeah, you were with the Beatles, right? Yeah, the the Beatles. Okay, I that knew was what he awesome. was doing just because I've been with him so damn long. But that was not a very relevant reference. I'm also and he not, didn't give you enough to go off of. I'm also not a huge like Saturday Night Live fan. We've been so, over this, uh, but but Taylor. Taylor gave me that, and I wanted to Taylor, portray I, his I would email. like you to know he actually did, like, the facial expression and the arm motion for you. I know this is an audio medium, but you'll just have to trust me. He did it justice. Uh, Sam, I'm bad at production and uh, writing notes, and I knew I needed to look up to see how uh, – 
the old Slux train did. How do we do this week? That's what I'm looking at now. Here we go. Results and fixtures. Bang. Come on, internet in the woods. Don't play my internet. I got a strong internet. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Sunday. That's April. Uh, here we go. 6-6. Six, six, a 1-1 one, one draw against Torpedo Belaz. All right. Well, hey, hey, it's a draw. That's better than that's better than the uh, one nothing uh, lost last week. Hold on. Torpedo Belaz is B E L. Well, B because it's capitalized is the first part of the the name first letter. Right. E L is lowercase. As like uh, uh backing up for the nine nine and two thousand. <laughs> right. Uh, is A Z capitalized. <laughs> so it's uh, Torpedo Belaz. Very good. Back that ass up. All right, so let's keep it going. We need a W here. We want to be able to talk with more emphatic um, love and, and and feeling for you. I gotta so. I gotta find a uh, I gotta find a kit for them. Gotta and find I, scarf. Yeah, I hope they, they said keep... they got a fucking Pegasus, man. We're all on, man. They got a fucking Pegasus. I told you that's my favorite of the mythical creatures. <laughs> we discussed I, that last I, week. I need to find because we're thin on material. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, what I do want to find with them is uh, is a home shirt. I really badly want to have a home shirt from them. Excellent. Um, and I hope they keep streaming. They're, the Belarusian League is streaming on YouTube. Oh, okay, cool. So find it. It's uh, I think they're seven hours ahead of us. So uh, 10, 10 a.m. would be noon there. Okay. So I think they go off at noon and 5. Oh, okay. Possibly. Like 6 a.m., noon and 5 or something like that. It's not god awful. No, check it out. Look at it. It's a, uh, it's a fun watch. A little, little different in quality to the Premier League. Oh, I would imagine. <laughs> I imagine the pitch is probably a very much more akin to a League Two uh, pitch <laughs> yeah, as well. Potato patch. Oh yeah. I'm saying if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, steal the um, parting words from you. Um, this is not actually my parting words. It's actually uh, Taylor's parting words. He wrote us a very lovely email. And uh, the first half of it, we're going to discuss an injury time because it was injury time that we were talking about the topic. So I want to sh- save it for there. Okay. But um, <clears throat> I'm going to read his last two paragraphs to you. I quickly wanted to bring up a couple of other things. I wanted to, uh, uh, I wanted you guys to do the show you guys needed to do for you last week. And for those of you who don't know, our injury time show was a uh, touch political considering all the bullshit that's been going on lately. And we just felt like we had to talk about it. I didn't hold a ton of hope that it was, that I was going to enjoy or, or get much out of it. I was wrong. While I learned over the last couple of years, we do share a lot of opinions, and we differ on a fair few a fair few uh, number of others. I absolutely enjoyed myself. I enjoyed the hell out of the show. I felt challenged in a good way to continue to refine and evolve my thinking, and even in areas where we share com- uh, commonality of thought. It took a lot of, it took a, uh, um, it took a lot to leave your hearts out there, and for that, I just wanted to applaud your courage and integrity you all brought to the discussion. Thank you. Thank you for being open to our viewpoint, yeah, and not immediately canceling your subscription and uh, <laughs> never listening to us again. I was I was looking for that. I was like, just in case. I didn't think anyone was going to, but we really got passionate last week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a passionate topic. And, you know, that while we may speak about things in a bit of a heated fashion, I do my very best, at least, and I know you two do as well, to bring up Googleable facts. Yeah. 
which is important in a situation like this. Excellent. That being said, during the 43rd minute, when Graham was talking about the guy in Baltimore with the AK-47, he asked, why shouldn't the police have something in their arsenal to combat this? What the man had. Bravo. It It took 43 minutes, but he has had the time. He was still able to turn the conversation back to a pro arsenal agenda. (laughs) Good job, kids. (laughs) So what I do, what I, I love. Thanks, how, thanks again. I, much love and respect, Taylor. I love how you purposely left the pause in for me to say something and then threw that back in my face afterwards. That is why I drive the bus, my friend. First it is why off, I drive the bus. Let me refute that. I did not say he was in Baltimore because there was no one arrested for weapons charges in Baltimore during these. You just time. worked in Arsenal. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, um. With all this going on, uh, like in Minnesota, we're going to defund and dismantle the police. You know what I'd like to see? You know what I think is a decent idea, to be honest with you? Now, there needs to be proper gun control put in place for this to happen. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to the English policing system. Normal police officers don't have fucking guns. Everybody's got a nightstick. Yeah, and then everybody's got a, an armed police task force <laughs> that the unarmed people show up and they go, mate, shit's bad. <laughs> Eat the big boys, <laughs> and then you you uh, you send them boys in who are highly trained in both criminal law, uh, uh, psychology, and uh, sensitivity, and then you have them either have a shootout or actually de-escalate a situation for once. Already heard. All right, so it wouldn't be a bad idea, but it would take gun control to make that happen. Got it. So next up is injury time. Uh, more of the same, just us uh, fucking around. We're doing Q&A. Going to be a little more lighthearted this week as opposed to last week where we were pretty fucking deep. Yeah. Um, Sam, how do people uh, get injury time again? Uh, it's www.patreon.com backslash show, And um, I do just, uh, I did have one little sliver for you. Please. It's lovely. Okay. Uh, two-time WSL winners Liverpool were demoted to the women's championship last week. <laughs> Because they were dead last, and the women decided to kerput their season. Um, so there's that. Also, DBAC, baby, DBAC. That's it. You can't use racism to justify racism, you bastard. Till next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham. <laughs>